0: Welcome to episode four of She Got Next. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Dallas, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you
1: doing? I'm doing
0: good. So much stuff to talk about this week. A lot of trending topics. Some good, some sad. We got to start off with UConn, right? They just announced today Aubrey Griffin is out for the season. She is the fourth UConn player to have in a season-ending injury this season um first it was a red-shirting freshman and then obviously the star az fudd and then sophomore forward ayanna patterson and then now aubrey griffin they also have another teammate who's a junior guard she's been out since november from neck spasms what i don't even know where to start on this it's really sad to see them keep having all of these injuries
1: yeah um it's really pretty devastating. Uh But it's part of the game. It's part of sports, and I mean, it's really, really just a sad situation, you know. Uh, But that's a big part of sports: coming through the triumph of recovering your injury and just being able to work through it. That just shows the true heart of an athlete, Um, because a lot of athletes don't recover from it. Like I tore my meniscus, and I didn't. I never recovered, and it's pretty sad. But the elite athletes, they do recover, like Kobe Bryant or Kevin Durant or Adrian Peterson. Like they come back in there a lot better, especially mm-hmm. with all the medicine these days. So, just prayers up to those girls.
0: Do you think that this in any way relates to their conditioning and their training staff?
1: Um, people always like to point a finger at something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I myself, I mean, it could just be freak luck. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that their training staff does take the precautions and go through everything that they're supposed to, to make sure that players are at top health, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it is the University of UConn, uh, so I mean, I'm pretty sure that they do check all the boxes, it's just, just free accidents.
0: Yeah. And a lot of their injuries outside of Aubrey's, like AZ's injury, she wasn't even on the court. You know, she wasn't doing anything. It wasn't during a play. It just happened randomly. Just boop, this just popped. And then now I'm out for the season. Unfortunately, like you said, it has been a lot of freak accidents. I think all we can do now is really hope for the best. And I'm also selfishly hoping that Paige stays another season. There was a quote she gave yesterday where she said, it's not about teams in the draft. Who's got what pick? It's all about me loving playing here, me loving my teammates and wanting to get more experiences and more time with them and more time in the program. And so that I think is a deciding factor, just wanting to be here longer, not anything necessarily that's already picked and chosen in the draft. So she's basically saying like yeah, I'm not worried about all that. I'm focused on this collegiate program.
1: Yeah, I mean she likes where she is. She likes the program. She's enjoying her time in college and I mean you can't be mad at her for that. I mean she's looking at it like I have my whole life ahead had I mean if you can only do college one time. Mm-hmm. The real way, you know, a lot of players go back to college and get their degree. J.R. Smith, for instance, but it's not the mm-hmm. same as being in the age range where you can really experience college. And it's, it's, it's I, I respect Paige for actually saying that and not just wanting to go to NBA. I mean WNBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like that's that was a really cool quote from her. So yeah, that's cool.
0: And it shows she wants to build. She's yeah. not focused on herself. She's like, this is a team sport. So I'm going to do what I can to help my team hit these goals that we've set for ourselves.
1: Even with all the injuries, that's that's what's the cool part about it. Like, with all the tribulations that this team has went through, she still wants to be there. So mm-hmm. it speaks a lot to the coaching staff and just the culture of UConn.
0: For sure. Yeah. All right, another trending topic we got to talk about. So Ole Miss played LSU recently. And the game was won by LSU. But after the game, Coach Yo from Ole Miss, she gave a quote and she basically said, quote, if we had this crowd every time we play, I'm not even asking for 9,000 fans, I'm asking for 5,000. There's truth to that our players are just not used to playing in front of this type of crowd and LSU is. Then she later said that it's the LSU show, it's the Kim Mulkey show and that when you play them, it's a big deal and it's a big moment and that the LSU team, they're used to these crowds and these sort of reactions. Like if it's an ankle breaker, the crowd is like, "Ooh, her player, she said, got embarrassed instead of running back and, you know, trying to just pay attention to the game. They were a little bit distracted. So do you think in those sorts of moments when you are playing in a, in a collegiate game that with such a great crowd does come distractions?
1: I feel that no matter what level of basketball or any sporting it is, um, whether it's grade school, you're playing the best team in the conference or in the country that has the big crowd and you're the small school that's six people in the stands. Now you're going to that big crowd. There is going to be some level of nerves, regardless of it's grade school, high school, or collegiate. Um,
0: probably pro too. Like probably. if I'm going to the Super Bowl, I would be nervous that yeah, game.
1: Yeah, but I feel like just especially in the basketball setting because it's enclosed as well uh the lsu team is what you want to go see they're the show you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's like the showtime lakers that's the show that you come to see so mm-hmm. when you're going to a game and you're the home team and 80 percent of the fans there are rooting for the other teams it is overwhelming a little bit um it's what you go into but I mean, your talent level just isn't there. Your talent level just isn't there. It doesn't have anything to do with your play, I don't think. Uh, I feel like a lot of teams that are the underdog like that, they play freely because they know they're playing the better team. But that probably only lasts about the first two minutes of the game. Once you start getting blown out, it's it's very deflating. So it's like Mm -hmm. the fight is gone, and that's just how it happens. Uh, Yes, the crowd is going to react because they're fans of the other team. So you got your ankle broke they're happy like <laughs> it's the other team's fans you know it's kind of like yeah. when I go to the uh Las Vegas Raiders games uh everyone likes to travel to go see their team play in Vegas so like all the Vegas games I've been to it's been like 80 20 crowd 70 30 crowd for the opposite team because Vegas just moved to Las Vegas they're the right. Los Angeles Raiders instead but now they're the Vegas Raiders. And teams come out. Like, me and my mom went to the Pittsburgh Steelers game and 80% of the crowd was Pittsburgh Steelers fans. It was all black and yellow at a Raiders game. And that's just how it is most of the time where you're going to play LSU unless you are another elite school that, like, uh, NC State or, you know what I'm saying, one of those other top schools. South Carolina. South Carolina. That's the only way it's going to be any different. So, I mean, you just got to scrap up and play.
0: Coach Yo also did acknowledge that their team isn't used to dropping 20 something in a quarter. She said the LSU talent is there. She gave them their props, their flowers, but she said that she's building a team. Her team has gotten better. And her hope in the future is that at their own home gym, they can have another crowd that big. And it's like, okay, well, you watch them play LSU. Maybe now you'll want to go see them play against another team. You know, and hopefully her goal is to be able to just get a couple of those fans to support. Her team instead of the
1: opposition. Yeah, you got to win. <laughs> you win, the fans come. You lose, the fans don't. Yeah. So that's just, that's the simple solution to that. Um, build a winning culture.
0: Speaking of winning culture, so Caitlin Clark, who I feel like is often on this podcast, she announced that her and her foundation, um, they're releasing a cereal. It's called Caitlin's Crunch Time. It has a picture of her on the box, the Iowa logo. It's sold at High V, which is a local grocery store. And then it says you can win an autograph Caitlin Clark basketball as like the prize that's inside. I think this is so dope. Um, you don't really see that many athletes on cereal boxes anymore. So I think it's cool because growing up, you would want to see you'd want to get the Michael Jordan Weedy box or the LeBron James Weedy box. And now you can get a Caitlin Clark crunch time box.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like it's like a little classic. Uh. Peace, you know? It's like mm-hmm. I, I would have that in my house probably. I was a Caitlin Clark fan, and I would never eat the cereal probably. It'd be something that sits there and might be worth some money in some like twenty years. Who knows? You know. You Who could
0: knows? also eat the cereal and keep the box. Or no, because then it'd be open. No,
1: it hit different when you got the cereal in the box to you. Shout yeah. out uh J-Man.
0: All right, let's switch over because we got an upset alert. So number 13, Virginia Tech, upset number three nc state i gotta emphasize those rankings because it has quickly changed so virginia tech was 13 nc state was three now nc state's been bumped down to six vt is up to 11 all thanks to elizabeth Kitley's game winning shot dallas what you think
1: uh elizabeth played like a real, real old-school post player. Mm -hmm. Um, She had 27 points, 12 rebounds, two assists, and two blocks, and a game winner.
0: And a game winner.
1: You know, that's pretty pretty good right there. You know, so now uh, they have moved up to number 11, Virginia Tech. And, I mean, they out-rebounded. NC State, and they beat them in second chance points. So they got a couple more shots at the basket to NC State, and that proved to be the difference. I mean, when the game was decided by one point, those couple more shots, uh, they had 65 field goal attempts to 59 field goal attempts. Mm-hmm. They both shot about the same percentage, but when you're getting more shots up, you shoot the same percentage, probably going to win the game. So that, that was pretty much the difference in the game, those extra six shot attempts. Elizabeth just played her butt off uh, in that game, and it got, VTech to win. So uh, I think they're going to continue to roll. honestly.
0: Yeah, it's crazy because when I went on X before the game, this guy tweeted, Elizabeth Kitley is so overhyped. What kind of big is she? VT needs better, yada, yada, yada. And then she hit the game winner. That same guy quoted his tweet and was like, nice shot. But I, I still said what I said. It was like, dude, relax. Like, Just let her live in this moment. Have her glory. And I do think VT is a good team. When they show up, they do show up, and that's how they were able to make it all the way to the final four last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, they had a huge fourth quarter in that game too, so it just shows their will to fight. Uh, they were down seven points going into the fourth, so they had an 18-10 fourth quarter. Oof. They literally held NC State to ten points in the fourth and nine points in the second. So uh, they were able to strap down on defense, and they got the job done.
0: Speaking of getting the job done, we have another upset, Arizona upset number 19, Utah, in overtime. I love when unranked teams beat ranked teams, and then the whole world freaks out.
1: Yeah. Um, both of these upsets were really due to the start of conference play uh, in college basketball. The VTech, that's the ACC. Uh, VTech and NC State both are in the ACC. And the Arizona and Utah game is a Pac-12 matchup. Uh Arizona played very well, and it was another fourth-quarter home team coming back. You know, that crowd, like we were talking about earlier, oh Miss, that crowd was rooting with the opposite team. So when your crowd is rooting with you and they're making noise when the other team is on offense and it's a distraction, free throws, everything matters because every point matters in these conference matchups. Uh, basically, Arizona was able to get the job done due to Kalen Gilbert She had 22 points, 12 rebounds, two assists, and a steal. But the big thing for me in this game was really the second chance points and the points in the paint. Uh, It's like they had 34 points in the paint, Arizona, to 22 points in the paint. And then fast break points, 23 to 16. Points off turnovers, 23 to 16 as well. So, I mean, when you're able to run and you're able to play defense and get easy shots, It makes the game a lot easier for you especially when you're just scoring all pay points closer you are to the rim the easier it is to score the ball Mm -hmm. so uh that's why they got that job done uh it's very tough to play conference play because the teams know each other so well and it's very easy to scout and they're usually really tight games as you can see both of these games this week and both of them went to the underdog so it's pretty pretty cool to see i feel like if The Utah was at home or NC State was at home, it would have went the other way. Mm. That's the thing about home court advantage, especially in college basketball. Very different atmosphere than professional.
0: Very, very tight games, both by one point. Yep. So I guess we got to see what happens when they meet each other again. All right, athlete of the week. I feel like we're going to end up saying the same person. So I will let you say it for me, Dallas.
1: Well, let's see if we're really both going to say the same person. Let's try to do it at the same time. Let's give it a one, two, three. Elizabeth Elizabeth Kitley,
0: for sure. For sure. She was everywhere. She had that game winner. And then her teammates were posting TikToks after of them out celebrating with BLTs, which I guess (laughs) is their uh, victory meal. So shout out, Elizabeth. Shout out, VT. We love to see it. Now, Dallas, before we wrap up, got to get this out. Do you want to give our audience a free pick?
1: Um. Yeah, I do have a free play for today. I think we're going to go to the NBA. Um, we're going to go with a player prop today in the Chicago Bulls game right here in Chicago. Whoop whoop. Um, We have Mr. Fred Van Fleet coming back to his home state playing against the Chicago Bulls. He's been playing excellent basketball as of late. And he's been playing close to 40 minutes a game. Uh, He's actually averaging the most minutes in the NBA uh, at point guard right now, uh, surprisingly. Uh, The Rockets just don't have another backup guard or anyone else that's (laughs) capable. Uh, And Fred is from Rockford, Illinois, 29 years old. And I like his assist over 7.5 assists. The reason being is the Bulls do have elite defenders at guard and Caruso, Ayo Sumu. um, And, you know, they have a big man that isn't that good at moving his feet and pick and roll. They have two big men, actually, that aren't that good at moving and pick and roll. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nikola Vucevic and Andre Drummond. Uh, So, when Fred Van Fleet comes off the screens or anything like that, uh, he will have open passing lanes to get it to his teammates. and Also, the Bulls don't really defend the catch-and-shoot three that will. So I feel like Jabari Smith be able to catch-and-shoot some threes. Jalen Green will be able to catch-and-shoot some threes. But I feel like Fred Van Fleet's role tonight will be more of a facilitator. He had 32 points last night, yeah. seven assists. Um, and also, just to rattle off his last, what, six games? He had seven assists against Miami, seven assists against Milwaukee, seven assists against uh, Minnesota, ten assists against Brooklyn, eight assists against Detroit, and ten assists against Philly. So... I like the number at eight today, and I feel like it would be pretty much a blowout winner. He might get a double-double, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised, but the play is Fred Benfleet, eight assists.
0: All right. Legal Lick said it, locked it, confirmed it, soon to cash it. Thank you guys so much for joining us for Episode 4, and we will see you next Wednesday.